0: Tony Duchesne here. Welcome to episode 124 of Drinks with Tony and my guest Howard Hayes, Harold Hayes Jr. He is one half of the writing team of Rucker Moses and they wrote the book Kingston and the Magicians Lost and Found. I just finished teaching my monthly free writing class at the Los Angeles Public Library, which I love to death, but it just always wipes me out. Probably because I use all of my jokes for the last 90 minutes during the lecture and exercises. Who knows? Maybe it's better not to be hilarious at the front end of an episode. Hey, if you'd like to join us next month, keep March 10th open on your calendar as we will start at 6 p.m. Pacific time via Zoom. And the library should have a link for us in a couple of weeks.
1: Hi, I'm Harold Hayes, Jr. I'm one half of Rucker Moses, and you're listening to Drinks With Tony. Get
0: on the Drinks With Tony show, You're listening to Drinks With Tony. I'm your host, Tony Duchesne. Today on the show, we have Rucker Moses. He's the author of Kingston and the Magicians Lost and Found. Now Rucker Moses is a pen name for two fellas, Craig S. Phillips and Harold Hayes Jr. I have Harold Hayes Jr. with us today. Harold how are you? I'm well, thank you Tony. Nice to meet you. Now I said Rucker Moses and he so is is that correct is Rucker Moses a dude in your mind or is that a, a
1: yes. It, it yes. is. Okay. Yes. Cool. So Rucker Moses is uh would be like the melding of my my mind and Craig's mind together <laughs> into one being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh Craig and I have known each other for I think it's been almost 20 years now wow we met in college and the university of georgia uh, yeah. and ended up in california at different times and ended up uh creating a company together <laughs> called sunny, oh, yeah. boy, sunny boy entertainment yeah um, and we often you know think of uh the company our, our boss is sunny boy so so we're kind of used to working under one moniker from our business life anyway so so Oh, creating, that's interesting. C- creating Rucker Moses was like a, another way of us kind of keeping that same tradition going. And,
0: and what is Sunny Boy?
1: Well, Sunny Boy is a, uh, it's a content production company. Uh-huh. where And what I mean is like, we work with, uh, we have different stratas of how we work. Some of it, it's for marketing for feature films and television. And other bits of it is for, uh, we've written for uh, television shows. like. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, Arlstein's Haunting Hour and Spooksville. Uh, Craig and I were, were writers. We went under our rail names that
0: time. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, you're, you're like you're like one. You got to pay two people. Two, right, get right. us get us in the writers guild. You're, you're, you're absolutely right.
1: You're absolutely correct. So they would not take a one. Uh, oh, you're sunny. No, that's not going to fly. So right. uh, we're definitely two people in that situation. Oh, that's cool. uh, yeah, and so we, we 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 do everything from visual effects and shooting with cameras, and uh, now working VR and AR. We create original content in that that space as well.
0: For virtual, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Wow, the virtual still blows my mind. What part? Yeah. What part of it do you do? Are you are you writing <laughs> it, or you're actually doing the, the you're doing the effects as well?
1: Yes, yeah, we do uh, soup to nuts. We'll up with the concepts and wow write it which is a kind of a, a mind mind thing in in itself and yeah. then uh, and then kind of like we try and create a story from how people actually interact with the world right so a lot of times you'll see us kind of like thinking like huh if I were to walk through this door what's the new story when I enter the next room because that's what it's like in VR because you're no longer just looking at a plane or a proscenium you're now looking at everything in the round and so we, we do that and then we build it in VR or sometimes we'll scan stuff. We'll, we'll take some of our scanners and shoot uh, or scan real locations and then, then augment it with lights and stuff like that and put soundtracks in it. Wow. We try to, you know, we, we, we did well with some scaring some folks in the, the one for Warner Brothers for IT, you know, that was fun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, so when you get to see this clown up close and personal, it's 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 insane like right? because uh it was said that you know that, that they were hiding the clown in it in the trailers they would never show it as much as possible because you kind of feel kind of silly but when you're actually feeling like you're there face to face with this clown in, in a great and then in the sewers and he's hunting you oh it's a different experience and i would see people coming out of it just totally sweating and heart heart up you know racing and, and for me, I'm like after I've seen it a thousand times, I'm like yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so it's a it's a really cool thing to kind of like trick the mind and and put
0: yourself in a space. And it it is. It feels like it's a trick of the mind where, um, I mean, I I wonder what else could be done in a in a virtual uh, reality situation where mm-hmm. someone has like as a therapy type thing, you know? Mm, where you can, absolutely. Where you could like kind of come to come right face to face with your ghost or a clown mm. <laughs> yeah yeah um
1: yeah i i think there are some therapeutic uh applications that yeah. VR can really really help people with yeah you know, and, and especially because sometimes you don't really know what's about to happen which i guess is sort of like life anyway but <laughs> yeah yeah but when it's programmed for you in, a, in an intense experience it could be hopefully it could be good for you
0: I love I love how you you have to think about oh, what's behind the next door. Right. There's almost a new scene. Like wait, like yes. when I'm when I'm talking to my students, I'm always like I'm like how does some how does your character leave how do what, why do they leave the room and how do they leave the room and what do they go into? And Absolutely. and always keep them in the room. If it feels like the conflict is too high, do not right. let them leave. They got to resolve it right there and like wow. escalate it, escalate it, escalate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: perfect. That is that is it. That's the way to really tell good stories. I, I think.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it, yeah, it's because we avoid conflict in life. <clears throat> right. I don't. Right. I don't want right. to. I don't want right. to right. like get right. a fight with a guy. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do all this stuff. But in but in, in the, when we're writing our stories, right. that conflict's got to just be like bam, 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 right,
1: right, right. Or if they do avoid it, you you know, you're just adding on to that. Later on, you're gonna to have to deal with it. <laughs> later yeah. on, you know, you're, you're you're not you're not dealing with that problem. It's gonna come full face, you know, later down
0: the road. So yeah, yeah ex- I, li- I like that. Exactly. That that's in stories. In real life, just push it down. <laughs> push it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad yeah. will ever happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing bad yeah so uh, what, what what
0: classes do you teach i teach uh right now i'm teaching screenwriting oh wow. yeah it's it's really fun because it, it reminds me of the joy of it you know where you get in the drudgery of it and you're like wait a second why do i do this and then right. and then you and then you just like you see these like raw fresh ideas and this excitement right. you're like right oh oh that's right i had that's that. why that's why you <laughs> like it right yeah yeah craig
1: and i ended up uh starting out as screenwriters. I mean, you know, we still are, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the novel thing was just kind of new to us. Um, writing prose was not like our original format. So we were definitely writing for screenplays first. And, and it was definitely a learning experience to, to start writing in prose.
0: Uh, wait, so we, Go ahead, I'm sorry. I... Oh, no, no, it's just that
1: uh, just realizing that there's actually so little dialogue sometimes in in a book in a novel and there's so much more thoughts that are that you have to explain and describe everything you know whereas in dialogue in in a screenplay you're just like more like a blueprint you know what I mean it's like a blueprint for someone else to take and make it into a final creation whereas the book is it that's it that's all that's the whole thing right there
0: what what else I always like about the book is that you're the re, you're, you're always you're the one responsible for everything wrong and everything right with it. In a film or in a TV show, you'd be like, ah, that editor doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, that <laughs> actor, is like, that actor is that was a bad casting. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah,
1: I mean, my love for movies goes way back to you know as a I'm an army kid, so it, I lived in Europe uh, growing up. Um, during the uh, I guess we're right, right, roughly around the 80s so mm-hmm. so my, my dad was in the army and so we, we traveled a lot and uh, getting going to the local uh, video store looking at all the covers and then you know smelling the cardboard and then picking something based off of that it was no blockbuster and, you know and that movie time together in Europe because there's, there's very few uh, English speaking channels to watch stuff was like like a strong introduction to like feature films and storytelling you know so i was very very much engrossed in in, uh the moving picture
0: i bet yeah the few times i was in europe i remember finding english films to go to the theater Mm -hmm. and i would and during the movie i would totally forget that i was in paris or you know Mm. the czech republic right you walk back outside and you're like oh wait a second i'm a foreigner
1: yeah 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 yeah, and seeing movies in different countries is really interesting, in a theater.
0: Yeah. 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 Where, where where did you spend most of the time when you were in Europe? Did, did you have like a place where you were kind of hunkered down for a little bit?
1: Uh, well, when I was in my formative years, it was probably like Wiesbaden in, um, in uh, West Germany. And then we uh, were also in Hamburg when I was younger. But, uh, oh, wow. but Wiesbaden was the main place. And then we would travel around, you know, kind of check things out, and uh, did, it was. I left East Berlin the day before the wall fell. Wow! And, uh, so
0: it was. It was. It was an adventure. <laughs> was an wow! Adventure. Yeah. Did now do you speak any German? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> sound fluid to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So so you kind of you were kind of like with the the other kids in the uh, the uh, on the base the, type. Yes, thing. exactly, exactly. I mean,
1: and then occasionally we would interact with other, uh, you know, German kids and like the swimbods and uh, the playgrounds and stuff like that. It was it was always fun to do that, uh, yeah. but but for the most part, we were with the other military kids too.
0: So so when you get back to the United States, do you, do you, do you <clears> did you get to go to like. Um, a uh, high school or something in Atlanta, and did you do? Did you get to come oh. back in and go? All right, now I'm in American high school. Well,
1: uh, actually, it was like total. I think I've been to about 15 schools in total. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then um, that's including college. But but then uh, when I got back, I was in middle school, so we we're in Maryland, um, and it was it was kind of tough at first because a middle school is tough, <laughs> but yeah. but but B it was there was like a whole use of slang and language that I was very not accustomed to from being in, you know in Europe for a while and so I just kind of like had to learn not just English but just like like a colloquial you know sayings and like what the, what is slang I, didn't, I there was so many things that was just foreign to me in my own country. <laughs> so like, wow. and then and then we moved from uh, Maryland a few years later to down to Atlanta. And and that was a, an adjustment. I went to three different high schools there, so uh, it was a lot, a lot of change. But it's really cool, and it just makes you kind of like make friends pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's yeah. a good way to go with it. Because yeah. the, the other way is yeah. the the lone guy in the corner. Oh. <laughs> what well, do you rem- do? You remember like uh, the, some of the slang where you're just like, "What are you talking about?" Do you remember any? Well, like things? I think
1: it was something like. Like dissing somebody, I didn't know what that was, or oh man, you joned on oh, he's joning on me, I'm like what what what's that mean? I was like, is this Joan Rivers, what are we talking about <laughs> I, I don't even know that one, I know diss, yeah. but what's yeah. joning what's it's joning? well, about? it's sort of the same thing, okay, it's sort of the same thing. it's like in fact, it's so old, I don't even know if I remember exactly what it means anymore. Yeah. but but it was there were just like really weird kind of like oh like weird slang that would come up,
0: yeah. And then when you're that age, you just pretend like you know what they're talking about. Like, absolutely, oh, absolutely.
1: End? Yeah, sure, sure. And you have your
0: you have your one friend. You're like, what's going on? Right, right, right. <laughs> what is? How does it hang at me? Mean <laughs> yeah. it, 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 yeah. it? sounds really intimate, but I'm not sure. <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, radical was off, Was you know those were like I got those. You know that was like yeah teenage mutant turtle stuff. So got
0: that yeah. stuff. And then uh did uh, do you feel, when did you when did you get the writing bug? Were you were you young really young and said, you know what, I'm I'm really vibing this or um and vibing well, and vibing means enjoying. Yeah yeah I got you <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got you there. Um when I was uh in high school I think there was an opportunity where we had to tell stories in a classroom and there's one guy I can't not remember his name but He uh, wrote something that was, you know, pretty scary. And I was like, "Eh, I could write better than that. And and so I gave a crack at it. And I just kind of wrote another scarier story just to see how the class, you know, reacted to it. And I thought that was pretty cool. But that's about as far as it went right there for a while. And then um, my dad, who was pretty influential in my life, kind of has a saying, like, if it's important, write it down right? If it means something, put it on paper. That's, that was just saying. So, and he, <laughs> I got a lot of lectures from my dad, which is really cool. Uh, because, I mean, I, I live a lot by, by some of those things. And so he, he would say that kind of stuff. So when Craig and I ended up um, trying to make videos together, we basically, the best way to communicate the idea was to write it, um, put it down. On paper and uh oh and actually i'll backtrack there was one professor in school that really really made me catch the bug which was uh matt kazusko uh he just i kind of got away with writing like a two-page paper when i was supposed to write a five-pager but it was he, he thought that the, again the the accuracy of the expression of which i did was was very well that he just said i should never Write anything less than what was told again, but he really enjoyed the paper and, and something about again having that kind of reaction from the audience and it's sort of where I guess I kind of I'm coming from where it's like I realize that that's my 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 uh the thing that drives me is like saying like oh if I write this and I, and I convey a thought do you get what I'm saying right so it's unlike where someone's speaking in slang and I don't understand what they're saying. I wanna make sure you definitely understand what I'm saying. And so even between my best friend, Craig and I, we still needed to speak to each other in such a way was in order to make something, we had to write it down and write a screenplay. And so from there, it was, it was just more about communication. It was just more about like conveying the idea so that we can be on the same page because I, I had a wife and I was working and then we would meet in the uh, afternoons at a hotel lobby down in downtown LA and just kind of write these screenplays together. But so we only had like a couple hours to just kind of get these ideas out. So it was like, all right, well let's be very precise about it. Trade papers and then and then we'll go and try and make this make make this video, right? Which is a ninja epic. <laughs> you know, or thing or something like that. And then uh we made this ghost story for uh, that we call Ghost Town. And we we spent our own money and we shot it. And it was awesome and it opened up a lot of doors for us. So that just kind of kept snowballing into communicating more and more and more and kind of create more and more videos.
0: Wow. Uh, so so when you when you're working on the first one, did you did you have to go out there and like cast it and do do like pretty much yeah. everything top to bottom?
1: Yes. Yes. That's wow. kind of that's kind of our, our MO actually. Yeah. That's that's how, that's the MO of Sunny Boy for sure, from top to bottom.
0: And um, and, it, and I'm sure there was like no budget for that first one.
1: There was no budget, but we had just kind of like successfully produced another project. And you know, when you're young, you don't think about saving money. We're like, <laughs> well, let's just use our own money. We're like, all right, uh, it's not a good way to start a company. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I I also love the uh, the 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 naive part of it when we're young and we're just like. Yeah oh my God, I got money to burn. Let's burn it. Let's yeah. burn it on something it's, it's, that's so impractical, but that we right. love. And then right. it, it wouldn't have gotten made if you were too practical because you might be in a completely different position. You know? You're
1: know. you exactly correct. I, I mean, it was the most impractical thing we could have done. Like I really should have been like investing in the company in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, it's, this is why we we, we we would beat up and, and kind of like wanted to follow in the footsteps of like, you know, all the greats trying to make some cool shows that would be on, on the air. And so it was a cool show, a cool pilot. And uh-huh. then I uh, met with distributors and I realized like, oh, they don't want to put more money into it. They want to know if I have 10 of these so they can just put a library out. And I, so, so, even though it opened up our writing career with the other studios, it didn't like pan out as a good business investment.
0: <laughs> right. right. But at the same time you got to, that, that's when you got to know from top to bottom what it takes to go from writing to onset to post-production. It, it, yeah. it probably gives you a lot of value knowing everything across the board.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I mean, like I said, that's, that is the, that's how we train every other person who comes into the company as well listen, you're gonna wear a lot of hats here. Yeah. You're gonna, gonna do a lot of things. And if the, if the more you can communicate, the better off you're gonna do here, you know, so. Right. so How do you cool. feel
0: about doing craft services for three weeks? <laughs> well, you know, there's an art to that too, you know? There there's, is.
1: There's an art to that. And if craft services is terrible, there's, people are not gonna be happy. And yeah. no one's communicating at that point.
0: No, if, if everyone has gas on the set, yeah. you know, <laughs> the whole afternoon.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, when we uh, got to, you know, having a good career, trying to make stuff, we're still trying
0: to make stuff. <laughs> but that's but, the, uh, is that the fun of it like continuing to try to make stuff just going absolutely we have zero what are we doing with zero and making it something that's
1: it that's that's where all the jazz is you know for us that's, that's it that's that's what we even like about this book is like saying okay because we wrote it as a pie as a tv show first oh cool okay so it was uh amazon picked it up as a as a as a script first and then it just never went to pilot never went to see seri- they never shot the pilot so you know it kind of sat around for a while and that all that just kind of expired and i don't think amazon's doing kids stuff anymore um mm-hmm. and then uh our book agent jane starts said like you know you could probably get this out again if you uh turn it into a novel You're like, okay sure <laughs> Wow, that was uphill battle. It took took almost two years. Even at, I mean, even having a blueprint of a screenplay, it took us almost another good two years of trying to get that that bad boy into a a, a novel form. And then, uh, uh, you know the the the, you know after talking with Stacy, our editor at a uh, Penguin Random House, you know th- they liked what we did, but they wanted someone a little stronger in the in the prose world to kind of join us and we're like, all right, well, who do you suggest? So Stacy introduced us to, to a number of people and we've gravitated to Theo Ganges writing. He took our work and he changed it and put it in a first person perspective. Oh wow. Of, of, of Kingston. And and he's from New York too. So the the New York all the flavors and you know colloquial sayings and slang <laughs> came out so that we could understand what a New York kid from Brooklyn would actually sound like. And it just kind of brought a life to the character. And and then we all realized like, that's the guy. So we teamed up with with Theo and uh, started crafting Kingston as it is today. And uh, it it really, really took a, uh, it really, really, A, educated us on how to write more in, in a different way. But also like to collaborate with another person that was stepping into a relationship that Craig and I already had for a long period of time was a little bit scary, but it actually worked out quite well. Theo and and Craig and I feel like we're long lost brothers, and uh, we kind of like we talk about the same things, we watch the same things growing up, we 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 do similar things. I've only met Theo. No, I actually haven't met Theo in a flesh at all.
0: Oh wow, yeah, yeah, not, not once. It's so intriguing this this yeah. whole world where it's just like yeah. we can pass stories back and forth to each other and really work on an intimate level. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh yeah, that it's like when when I've had that situation and I do finally meet the person, it doesn't feel like I'm meeting them for the first time. It's just right. like, oh, you're you're just a brother. Okay, what's it? Right. Yeah, right. Good to see you. You're wrong about this, but thanks about that. <laughs> you know yeah 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 no don't get me wrong though we definitely <laughs> fought about some, some
1: things we definitely had our differences at certain points but but it was all we, we really chucked a lot of our egos to, to the door and, and just said look it's what is good for the characters like how do they how are they actually going to overcome this scenario or go through this or how are we going to describe this other world called the realm in our book you know uh Sometimes you can paint yourself into a corner, you know, and then you have to realize, like, I've kind of like sold this whole concept off of this thing. Now I got to really
0: make it a reality, you know. And that's in the part of the con, I think that's the the joy of conflict when you're working with other creative people. Mm -hmm, It's like, mm -hmm. we're having this conflict to serve the story. It's, it's, we need, we need this. Okay. We're, we're like, we're painting into a corner. You know, this is how I think of it. Tell me if right. I'm completely wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But you're just like, you get that vibration where it's just like, no, you're wrong. No, you're right. No, you're, you know, not in those words because For you sure. want to, but you just like, it, it leads to things.
1: Right. Right. And that's the fun part, right? When yeah. It, when it leads to things, you know, it's like, well, I mean, that's actually kind of what happened to us. Is... <sighs> it was cool. You know, our first draft was cool, but it was lacking. It's something, right? And then uh, one day Craig goes to uh, the Afrofuturism uh, <laughs> event in downtown LA, which you can find something in LA, wherever, whatever you're looking for. <laughs> but he was checks us out. And uh, one of his favorite musicians, Sunra Oh, um, yeah. He, he's found out that his name is... Uh, he was named after Black Herman, uh, one of the apparently one of the world's greatest black musician, uh, uh magicians. And so we're like, who's that? Never heard of him. You know, we we talked about Houdini and and all these other magi- magicians in our book, but and you know, and the, our cast, main cast is, is primarily black black cast. We're like, but you know, where is? The uh, where are the other elders that that, that our black cast members can look up to, right? Well, all of a sudden we just kind of like found a whole nother section of history of magic that we were totally unaware of and started doing a lot more research. And that's when we started to, I would say this was the final piece that really made the, the story and the, and the journey and what Kingston and, and his group of friends go on as something really, really special because I discovered something that I really debated a good bit about, right? Mm-hmm. Do black people like magic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really a question for me, you know, I mean, I mean, it was a question for me because, you know, um, there have been times where, again, being a Southern or partially my family's from the South, being a Southerner is like, you know, things that like, if there's any superstitions that are, they're real to us, you know what I mean? It's like, so it's like, when you see something, somebody doing some magic, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll mess with these guys, right? <laughs> because yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of spiritual kind of element to it. But to not know that there are magicians, practicing magicians who practice illusions and practice sleight of hand, we were unaware of this. And so once we discovered this, we realized like, oh, wow, let's put these guys in our book. Put these guys as characters they will actually encounter in our book because they do some world traveling and time time bending kind of stuff, and so it really kind of, in our opinion, elevates what the what the uh, our characters go through.
0: That's really cool yeah. with the with the dark arts where it actually is like, oh, we are we are going to other planes, we are speaking to dead people. There's a part of me where I'm like. <laughs> I well, you know, yeah, you might be doing that. And I don't I don't know if I open that door, yeah. yeah are yeah. weird things going to be happening to me? I don't sure, sure. I don't know if you get the same thing, but it's Yeah, well, I mean, in a visceral level
1: for sure, right? Mm-hmm. But the way we explain it is more on one of my favorite authors is Arthur C. Clarke, um, which was uh, anything advanced enough, any science advanced enough will appear to be magic to to, to anyone lesser than that right huh. yeah. so we kind of go we t- kind of approach it that way that yeah. is not it's not dark arts it's right uh, it's it's just really advanced science and and, and and it feels like magic because it's 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 kind of pushing the boundaries of what we understand in physics and what we understand and how the world and energy works yeah and so we, we really take it there so craig and i have again that's why sunny boy is name S-U in N-Y, right? Because we love science space. And uh, so we infused that kind of energy even into our stories still yet. So we're always talking about like, well, I didn't want any spells. I didn't want any wands in this book at all. So it's like, but well, where do you get the fantasy element? Well, let's, let's talk about advanced science. Let's talk about theoretical physics and stuff like that and kind of bring that into the mix.
0: And then it, and then it's even cooler because it's not it, it, the wand seems like a, um, seems like a, a, just a cheap device. But when it you're can, when you yeah. yeah, when you're when you go into it with like oh no, really thought out. This this might be able to happen in a parallel way, and yeah, yeah, yeah. if you look at the weird angle that way. But we're always looking this way.
1: Absolutely right, right. Yeah. And so it's taking like Pepper's Ghosts and and expanding on it and say well. Well, like, like, okay, well, if these crystals were larger, what would a crystal be able to do? What kind of energy vibrates off of that? Yeah. Who could live off of that kind of energy, right? So, yeah. so we kind of take it to that level in order to kind of create our magic magic, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, it, it, that was what made it a lot of fun. So that was, like you said, you, it leads to things, right? So all this exploration of writing together led to a richer story for us
0: yeah yeah i I feel like there is energy in things Mm -hmm. i i really it's this -hmm. is something kind of new to me over the last decade like even like when you meet someone in person or whatever there's an energy of attraction repelling going on where um you know it's it's actually it seems like physical energy actually happening even if we're just talking to someone
1: i totally agree with you um yeah, you know, and sometimes you meet people and you just kind of know within a few minutes, like, are we going to be cool? Right. Yeah, we're going to be cool because we're yeah. vibing. Reviving! There's the word. Right. For it. Yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah. vibration, like the whole world, everything around us is, is the vibration anyway. So it's like yeah. all they, they tell you, you know, like you're basically a bunch of molecules and atoms <laughs> held together by electromagnetic field. That's vibrating on a certain frequency. So that not just you, the chair, the table, the air, everything. So, so it's like, and you know, vibrations are what are, are also part of what birds and animals migrate. You know, so it's like, who says we're not doing the same thing? We just don't really take the time to acknowledge it.
0: Oh, interesting. I like that because we might be doing things that are like uh, nature. Mm-hmm. And not, and not, and we're unknowingly um, doing things, but mm-hmm. we're essentially migrating South for the winter.
1: <laughs> essentially, essentially. Right. Right. Or saying like, wow. are you, are you part of my flock? I don't know. Like, well, yeah. we have, to, we had to meet first. Right? right. And feel the energy. But what's also funky is like as a human species, we can do this through the screen. We can like, you can meet people, not even physically anymore so it's like so now i'm starting to learn about a whole nother thing called just like the science of consciousness right Uh right it's like saying like okay well that's cool like birds and all them they're all together in a pride or a flock or something like that but what about humans meeting just electronically and communicating and 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 when we make a recording and you still connect with the character even if they're not real what is that? What is what is that that makes us connect to each other? Right? It's like you know this is this idea of like conscious that we're all part of one consciousness that but we're localized in our own flesh and blood flesh and blood bodies but we're all being still connected on a vibratory level.
0: And and at and at the same point at the same time, we could be blocking things that are open to us. It's yeah yeah. All right. yeah. I, mean, I went too hippie there. No, I mean, trust me.
1: When we're writing our stuff, man, we go all the way,
0: all
1: uh-huh. the way there, right? Uh-huh. This is like, if it works for 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 what we're talking about, sure. But I think that's what's kind of cool about this craft is being able to be open to ideas. I don't have to discount them, right? I can hear it, and listen to it, and take and weigh it. And if it works for me right then and there, sure. If it doesn't, maybe I'll come back to it later you
0: know <laughs> but i i just feel like bad ideas actually turn into something down the road and we needed the bad idea or i need i need that really yeah. crappy first draft even if even if i think it was crappy and it was the stupidest thing i could have ever done that was important to get to the next thing right
1: right so how many revisions do you go through 2000 <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It depends. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, it, it, sometimes it'll blow my mind where a first draft will be close,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and I'll be like, "What? Are you kidding?" Wow, I, this wow. and um, it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it's tinkering, and I'm learning that. Um, you know, I feel like I might be working on three different things, and then I realize, mm-hmm. oh wait, they're all one. Oh. Gotta, gotta kill that, oh. darling. Gotta kill that, darling. Wow. Gotta kill that, darling. Bring it in. Wow, doesn't mess with you a little
1: bit, like this like every this. day.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: okay, <Yes. laughs> so I might need to acknowledge that myself. You know
0: <laughs> that, that it's all one thing. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Huh. No, it's the. I mean, it's not fun. Like sometimes people are like, "Oh my god, it must be so fun to like write." And it's like I part of it's like you know not fun and therapeutic but but i just love it mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's almost going to war with you know like even when you're on a production on a film set right. i always feel like right. you're at war you're against yes time, always you're against money and yeah. you have to this vision has to happen and it just right right and that's why like when you're uh, even on film or tv you're just like you're forming these it's like intense intimacy mm-hmm. With, P- with all these people for a while. And then after it's done, you're like, all right, I just got to get away from you. you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh,
1: I personally like to be efficient too. You know, like when it comes down to, like I said, being on a set, it's like war. It's just like, but, you know, sometimes realize like there's a cadence to everything in life, right? There's a cadence to how I approach a set. It's like, so I, I want to tackle the harsh, the hard shots first, cause I'm gonna spend more time on them, right? And then people, I've had one time where my AD was like, you guys aren't gonna finish your day. You're not gonna finish. And I was like, no, 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 we're gonna finish. And he like, why? And I was like, because when he realized I already tackled the hard stuff. After that, it was all like, now my, my actors were in the zone. They understood who the characters were. They already lived and lived through that. So did I. And we were able to just like knock out everything else. And, and, and just like triple, triple our, our efficiency and we're done and made it right on the nick of time because because wow. i personally do i have like again military kid in me is uh-huh. tries to be very efficient
0: i bet <laughs> yeah. so, so tackling the hard stuff first that, that that's uh that's an interesting way to go about it because it doesn't ease people into it it's like we're going in full steam ahead here hey hey camera department have fun with this problem. Hey, lighting, have fun with this problem. Hey, actors, have fun with this problem. Right, right, right. Well, then you're all in the war together, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you've all kind of gone to battle together. And the yeah. rest
1: is like, all right, now we got to fill the gaps. Let's let's fill these gaps. In.
0: Yeah. Now we just need you to walk in a dress and sun. amongst the flowers. Right, right. Cut, print, next. Right, right, right.
1: Next, <laughs> let's move on. Right, right. And, uh, you know, so I, what's a trip to me is how people are still doing production during this tough time. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, but we still need it, right? We need this. We need entertainment still yet. Even more so maybe now than ever.
0: Even more. Yeah. It's, you know, what, what a beautiful time for mediocre TV shows and films. <laughs> Where, where before, where it was like done, and then people were just like, yeah, "This is never going to be anywhere." COVID <laughs> hits, and they're like, "Oh, this is going to be great!" All <laughs> right. the time, fill, fill the gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
1: so much to watch and consume these days. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. You
0: know, What's always- got you? What got you excited recently? Um, as as we sit and just, you know, watching Netflix is the new punk rock show. <laughs> it's the new right. uh it's the new right. dinner date
1: <laughs> right right um hmm uh, as far as like television is concerned
0: uh cobra kai <laughs> oh that you know i wa- have uh, I've, I've watched the first couple episodes of the first yeah one. yeah i really like it so far
1: yeah i thought they were just clever in how they could bring back do all these callbacks to something yeah. older and, and give it a twist and make it new again you know, yeah. and I, I just thought that was really smart and efficient and, and, and to catch catch you off guard and play with your nostalgia and make you just really want to stay, stick around. So we, my wife and I really like watching that. Um, I, but I got to be honest, I've been writing and just being in VR quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you write when you write vr i mean it's cuz like completely different than a screenplay right you're you're there, there's a lot more is it or, or am i wrong is it, are you just like this is where we need to get to now here are the vr notes to make it happen it's interesting um,
1: again you always got to think about what's the user experience right how they how do they traverse through this landscape and and what is the landscape how does the landscape itself tell a story so the, the story is imbued in the landscape, right? And then I can make things happen. And now that I'm working in this other program, like All Space VR, it's a social platform. So it's not VR by yourself anymore. It's VR with maybe 50 people, right? And so how do you create a story that that they all can uh, experience and and, and, and as opposed to being a giant chat room, you know, right. so, so there's challenges, there's new challenges that I like to take on in that, in that, in that world. And so, again, it's, it has to literally be built into the the environment itself.
0: So it's almost like come up with the environment first, come up with come up with the walls and the doors and the, is that the first thing where you just like, we, we, we get the environment, then we figure out what's inside of it or...
1: Well, let's just see. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, you do have to draft it up. I, I not only that, you it's probably good. It's usually very good to hand draw some stuff too. Oh yeah. So so you know you draft up the uh, you kind of sketch things, and so it's like like one like there's an, a, a mechanic. That's the other thing you have to think about physical mechanics. What does this platform offer? If I walk and and rock off a cliff, do I just drop? Or can a another plane glow catch me? And what does that do for me as a, a user experiencing that? Right. So, let's say I want someone to feel like they've kind of done like an easy, easy level, right? Which is a part of a story, game level, easy level. But now I want them to kind of progress even further. So, I've coaxed them to say, "Oh, wow, you know, I have little characters, and right? you've, you've, you've really, you got to move on and help my grandmother over here." And then it's like you go over there and there's a hidden and drop. You fall onto the next platform. And That's another level. So the falling itself makes you what I want that to be. Do, I, do you fall through a tube that's showing you your life passing you by? Or do, I sh- or do you go through a tube of colors to say, hey, you're getting a power up and I feel like I'm now in an anime magical transition and I'm becoming Voltron. And now when I land, I'm in a, another suit. So there's all kinds of ways of kind of telling the story through the mechanics of the world itself. Wow, you know so, um, and, it, and it and it and it and it's and it happens so fast. It happens so fast because uh, there's only the now. <laughs> yeah, it's only the now. It is still and even that exists in the VR. Huh. And so and cool. and the more you think about it, and the more you play towards that, the better the story,
0: right? Yeah, I put on story. VR goggles once. A, f- a friend of mine, Devin uh is he works in it and he's like here try these on this was a few years ago yeah. and i was on a i was in a city yeah and i was on a t- tall skyscraper and i'm oh, I, yeah. have a, I have a fear of heights i hate uh-huh. it yeah and i yeah. and i just sitting there going i was like this <laughs> oh, yeah I, i'm not yeah. moving anywhere right and it was right. so real and i was yeah. just i was just like wow this is cool i know i'm not in the i know i'm not here but it feels like i'm here and it's right. freaking me out
1: it's freaking me out Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, you know, again, it's all storytelling, man. It's all storytelling. It's all storytelling. Like, you could say that, but now what if you put a cat at the other end of that tightrope? Yeah. Right? So the story becomes about you. Do you have the courage to go get this cat and say, no. (laughs) No,
0: <laughs> or somebody, <laughs> someone might overcome that. Someone <laughs> might overcome their fear and go get that cat. I, I love cats. I, I'm a cat guy, but no, that cat can die. Like the stomach <laughs> is for being that high. How about like, going you're out? Like, there. You're like that's your fault. The <laughs> cat made some bad decisions in its life, and they need to take responsibility. <laughs> I hear you. There you go. Like life decisions. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah but in real life it would you know i'm sure if it was my cat and i had it for 10 years i would yeah. catapult you know yeah catapulting over it and, um, right right but th- there's a beauty in that too because we do get courage with um i guess with things outside of us that we care about there's a there's a courage that we could um muster up that we wouldn't muster up just for ourselves
1: right right yeah and um i mean that's just the same with like writing a uh um reading a novel or a book or Mm -hmm. or watching a scary movie yeah it's just like do you have the courage to watch a scary scene and you know hang out with your family or for whatever reason they want to watch a scary movie right (laughs) right so yeah yeah i mean that's i think we as humans are are uh, storytelling uh creatures who are addicted to stories
0: Uh, yeah i think it I think it continues to help us make sense of the chaos of what a human being is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is. Is. Are you vibing me? Yeah, man. Yeah, we're vibing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love you. Hold up your you hold up your scotch. Okay, yeah, that what, what was that again? Yeah. Oh, uh, Glenn Livitt. Glenn Yeah. What is that? The 12 year? Uh, Car- Caribbean Reserve apparently. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, high-end stuff <laughs> and like where'd you get the curly straw <laughs> <laughs> i do have a few of those you? yeah yeah you got you gotta
1: you gotta have have a sense of humor in life
0: right no exactly the um no it's just it's interesting how i i just i continue to be fascinated by it i i grew up in a, I grew up in a weird religion i grew up in jehovah's witness so i and then so i had so i had this weird angle on the bible okay and but then I've come to realize, oh, no, we need we need these stories. We need these. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, everything's kind of important. And we're and we also are continuing to create our mythologies, even if it isn't, right. even if we're doing VR or I'm reading your book, we get to, like, embrace these mythologies and it, it feeds us. It's so cool. It,
1: yeah. It feeds us on a soul level. Right. Yeah. It helps guide us. I'm oh, sorry. One second. Yeah.
0: Okay. is that are the kids coming?
1: Yeah well, Hey hey Harold, can you close the door, please? Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How old are your kids?
1: Uh, he's well my son whose also name is Harold, will be six years old uh, in a couple days and my daughter oh, wow. is 10.
0: Yeah. Do, do they test your VR too? Do you go all right, you guys yeah, we're going yeah,
1: in. Yeah. yeah they check it out. They go in and uh, oh not mine. My, the ones I've made are usually lately had been scary stories <laughs> so, oh, okay. They don't really dig that stuff but uh, yeah. we played Beat Saber and you know these other kind of like like uh, physical activity games they they, they do enjoy it. what I find is that kids today or at least mine can um, uh, gravitate to this stuff so much quicker than I ever did or, or yeah. what, what other adults do they just they kind of just get it they know yeah. Oh, this is how this works. And I'm like, wow. You know? You know? <laughs> and, it, and it's, so I'm always like, do sometimes say, hey, try this out, try this out. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my daughter, um, she's just kind of a natural at, at programming. And she's a natural at just kind of like, she's a great reader. She's, 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 she's good at math. I'm just like, what is going on? You know what I mean? And I put her in a VR, and she just took to it like a like a fish in water. And it's just like wow. I just was really unsure of how that happened because it wasn't like we allowed her to be on the tablet or anything for till she was much older, or she's only ten. But you know, yeah, until she yeah. was older. until she was older, and, you know, so it was just kind of kind of weird to see how, how how the youth today can really just attach to things so fast.
0: And it's and it's just part of normalcy it's just like oh yeah oh this yeah. is life okay this is life too i'm fine and it's just immediately right. adaptable yeah.
1: yeah 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 so she she my daughter read my my book our book uh-huh. uh King, images oh,
0: oh oh, oh yeah. hold up what so did she read it before it was published or after before okay she was one of the, she was one of the beta readers
1: she's one of the beta readers uh-huh. right okay and i was a
0: little i was
1: a little curious because my kids don't typically like anything that gets uh suspenseful right and there's a few suspenseful moments in this book
0: yeah. right
1: so i was wondering how she's gonna handle it but she she read it like in a flash uh, and i was really surprised but but she came she comes in and's just telling me like with this huge smile she was just like extremely happy and my daughter is not one to express a lot of emotion <laughs> you know i mean she i mean she does but she doesn't like she's not gonna just yeah. to give you like a couple words, you know. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but she comes in, and she's like, That was really good. And I'm like, Really? What's going on? And she's like, Well, I said, What did you like? She says, The ending was amazing. And um, we we do build a we build, we do a big build for the ending. But she was for her to be that excited about it is when I knew, like, okay, because until until then you, you know, you always doubt what you've made, you know yeah. what I mean? But when my daughter kind of said it was that that it, with excitement, actual enthusiasm that it was good, that's when I was like, whew, "Okay," because I don't care what anybody else tells you, but there's yeah. just always that one person that you really use as a barometer. And now, yeah. and now, and now, her for 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 me. It was her because again, she's not going to give me a lot, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so for her to like it, and it was only mainly because she thought that it was a somewhat of a happy ending.
0: Huh.
1: That's what I'll say, about
0: and that. that's what's beautiful about um, about kids that age is they they know story and they don't have a filter. Yeah, so like you know what, that's good. No, that sucks. No, that's good. There's there's kind right. beauty to
1: that, you know. That's right. Wow, huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, she she definitely doesn't have much of a filter.
0: Yeah, no she she'd be good to like pitch other ideas on, like you know, it's just like all right, all right, me and Craig are working on this. Set her down. Me and Craig are working on this. Right. Picture the scene.
1: It's, she'll be very annoyed with her father. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing another pitch meeting, kid. Right,
0: right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you get your get your uh, green light wherever you can. Right. Exactly. It's um, yeah. It's like, a, it's it's abuse in Hollywood for kids right now. Because they're like, does your father pitch stories to you in school? You know, not like. I them. love it. That's,
1: I love <laughs> it. That's like, that should be a great skit. Yeah, a great yeah, yeah. That's
0: a great skit, yeah. Oh, my, my dad pitches stories about rom-coms. You know, all oh. the, the kids
1: know all the lingo. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, that's in the beltway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
0: What kind of what kind of screenplays do you write? Uh, it's most I try to do. I try to write about stuff about my life, and it's like comedy and tragedy. It's it's it's. I I, I sometimes I'm just like, why am I not a dete- why don't I write detective stories? I need um, to write more detective stories. I'm actually reading a lot more um, crime and more detective stories. Okay. And so I'm like I'm trying to fill I'm trying to fill that instead of like all these personal things. Let's get the personal things out of the way. Sure. Let's get into the. Let's get into um, you know, reading uh, yeah, crime stories, detective,
1: who done it, who done it, who done it, who done it. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. The the mystery concept is is probably one of the most alluring story models out there. Yeah. That's why like the Matrix One works better than all the other Matrixes. <laughs> right. Well, <that's>, right. yeah. <laughs> Right, because it's like everyone's like, Oh, wait. I was like, well, Matrix one is a mystery, yeah. The, the other one elef- escalates to action,
0: right? We, we, there is no mystery left,
1: it, there is no mystery left. Now we know like, the
0: world, yeah,
1: right, right. So now it's like, you know, he's the one, what else is he gonna do, right? right. And so, if you're not into that story storytelling, then it's not for you after that.
0: It wasn't the, the Matrix, it was so fantastic. I remember, I remember the 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 previews they would just say what is the matrix what is the they, matrix they didn't even like clue you in too much right. It's like what is the matrix
1: right 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 Similar simulacra
0: yeah uh, just know, yeah. the way they brought you in it's just it's uh, yeah. yeah it's the what it is is um, continuing to ask questions of the of your mm-hmm. uh, of your reader or your audience mm-hmm. and it's just like they'll have more questions oh my god I gotta know why I gotta mm-hmm. know what
1: Right.
0: And, and then we get a you know beautiful actor like Keanu Reeves taking the whole, taking us on the journey. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. That right. was
0: the best casting ever.
1: It I, truly was. Oh truly, man! Truly, 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 yeah. I I can't even imagine what they're gonna do for number four. Like,
0: what, 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 what where do you go after that? Oh, there, there's another one. That's right. Are they yeah, shooting yeah, it? Aren't they? Yeah,
1: they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're shooting it.
0: It, where do you go you know what i you know what movie i just uh, watched and i got to interview the uh the writer of it was uh, the bill and ted's uh the latest one. The latest oh yeah basic music Ted. yeah did you yeah. watch that yes yeah i loved that he didn't sit there and pretend like these guys were young right like these like guys that. are these guys are middle-aged yes. men yes. they're yes. having a midlife crisis and they got right. kids and right. i'm just like that's real that, that's real yeah. that's that brought me Into that movie more than the sequels, more than the other sequels that they did.
1: I agree, totally agree. Yeah, take take it for what it is, and you know, and write just write it, make it real as real as possible.
0: Yeah, and just and and it's and it's great that um, those actors were on board with it because you know how actors get—they're like, oh, I don't want to show my age. You know, know, (laughs) it's just like I know I'm fifty-five, but I play (laughs) thirty. Now you know. Now now you know. Right, 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 right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know, I think Tom Cruise is eternally dirty. <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, but but he took the secret sauce at the Scientology building. So that's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Only there's only three Scientologists that can get the secret sauce. I don't know who right. the other two are, but I know one's Tom Cruise. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Yeah, he definitely has a secret sauce for sure. It, it,
0: you know the the thing. I, I'm not a fan of Scientology, but I I am a fan of Tom Cruise. And oh, I, me too and, uh, yeah. Yeah, each man. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I would ever like him in person. Uh-huh. I don't think I even want him near me. Yeah. But I will go watch every movie he's in because he is just fanta- he's fantastic. He's on fantastic on the screen.
1: He's fantastic. Yes.
0: Mission yeah. Impossible. I'm there opening day every single yeah. time. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I kind of get our '80s kid. So yeah, <laughs> I grew up watching Top Gun. Top <laughs> Gun. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know. Yeah. And I'm so like that was the Big downer for me. I mean, you know, like one of the, from the box office pandemic, you know, moving the dates around was, top, top Gun got moved. Right. So, oh, I was so ready to see it. The trailer looked amazing. I know. It's just it's like. He's I all, I
0: fly my own planes now. Yeah. I do my right. own stunts now. I know. I'm, I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, he's actually flying that plane. Yeah. <laughs> like those helicopters in Mission Impossible. They're like, Let's do these on the last day in case you die. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's interesting. A VR guy, uh, a
1: guy put a VR 360 camera. And there's a special feature of him flying it, flying the helicopter by himself. And oh, wow. You, you, so that's the beautiful thing about 360 or VR is that it can tell the truth.
0: You yeah, know? Interesting. Yeah. You
1: know? Like you see that there's nothing, there's no one else in there. He's just doing it himself. Oh and wow! That, and that was amazing. I thought that was the best use.
0: That was one of the really good uses of
1: 360 footage.
0: Yeah, because then we could see that the, it's not about the editing and the cuts. This guy's really He's doing really it, and really, really in there. Drawn. Yeah, but he did the. So your VR guy did the. Um... Not, not mine. Someone else.
1: Oh. I mean, but I I just saw someone else um, do. I saw a feature at behind the scenes feature that was in 360, a VR 360, and they oh. showed that, and I thought that was like. A really good use of that technology to, yeah. to show the truth of yeah. what someone uh, his caliber has like trained himself to do
0: okay. yeah oh yeah i'm gonna go jump off a building and twist my ankle okay we'll do it one- <laughs> well let's do it one more time yeah. he's, he's yeah. not human he, he, he yeah. probably is scientology is probably right they, they're probably right because of him if you do scientology exactly right you're tom cruise well, sign me up. <laughs> I, I, I think I'll go in with you. Let's go get clear, my friend.
1: <laughs> well, no, I think I'll stand over here and keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep doing that. Jumping off a building, not my cup of tea. Oh, I
0: know. Yeah, same yeah, here. Yeah, Her- yeah. Harold, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Tony. I really appreciate it.
0: And that's it. That was. All right, man. This is awesome. <laughs> Harold Hayes Jr. on Drinks with Tony one half of the writing team of Rucker Moses. Check out their new book, Kingston and the Magicians Lost and Found. And hey, do you want a bonus episode this week? Well, I got you covered. Check out episode 125 with my 92-year-old debut author. Yes, she's 92 and she published her first book. Her name is Sue Byer, and she's on the next episode of Drinks with Tony.